Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Three, two, one. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. Mitchell at the foul line, going to take the ball to the rim on Vanover with a left hand, no good, tips up and in. Mitchell stayed with it, he got two chances, Arkansas by 12 again. Makai Mitchell having a heck of a first half. Benefield gets a screen from Mitchell, right side, Davenport feeds Menefield going to the rim, little teardrop over Vanover is good. Menefield got it to fall off the back of the iron and Arkansas is up by 13 it to Graham at the foul line. Jalen in the paint. Up and under. Move! Feeds Mitchell for a two-hand finish. Makai with a throw down. He's got 16. It's a 21-point lead again. Mark in the half court. Pulls up. Left elbow. Jumper good. Nice screen by Mitchell. Mark calmly hits the shot. Arkansas back up by 13. Uh, I would say more than a point of emphasis it was a mandate you know to score in what we call zone one you know if you settled for threes tonight you probably were going to come out and not go back in we did not want to take a lot of three-point shots tonight you know this this Razorback basketball team for the last 80 minutes of play has played really good basketball tonight's 40 minutes we played very well against Kentucky lost a game they get they got loose on some threes and 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 you know last four minutes of that game not good tonight uh, to go on the road and lead for 37 minutes is really, really hard to do. Really proud of us offensively scoring 47 and 44 in the two halves. I thought we did a phenomenal job sharing the basketball. Defensive activity is where it needs to be with 10 steals. This this group tonight played like teams of, of the past, creating steals, jumping in passing lanes, sharing the basketball. Super proud of, of, of the 40-minute effort tonight. Razor Hog Update brought to you by Floyd Seafood. It's on Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd Seafood has king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game. Get yours today. One of the things that Coach Musselman just touched on, the number of steals for Arkansas, 10 steals. They created 18 Missouri turnovers. Maybe I shouldn't say they created. Missouri had a couple of turnovers (laughs) that were just careless turnovers, but the fact is, Arkansas hasn't been getting steals. The other team hasn't been having a lot of turnovers, and that changed last night. Points off turnovers, Arkansas wins by 10, 25 to 15. They end up winning the game 91-84. I'll take that any day, especially after losing six SEC games. That's a lot of fun for us, and I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy this victory. I don't know how many more are going to come. The first half in the way Arkansas played then – that won the game for them because yeah. Missouri was in such a hole, and every time they got close, Arkansas was able to pull away just a, enough. But if you look at that second half, Missouri really outplayed Arkansas, so they won the game in the first half. What was that score in the second half? Second half, it was uh, 56, 56 to 44. 44. Yeah. And, and they still, both teams put up a lot of points, but if you're outscored by 12 and a half, mm-hmm. that's bad. But the fact that they had what – a 21 or a 19-point lead in the first half, they were able to hold on. Yeah, it was up to 22 in the second half. No, 23 in the second half with 17 minutes, 23 seconds to go. Um, but Arkansas gets the win. They improved to 2-6 and six in the SEC, 11-10 and 10 overall. Next up, it's a trip to LSU to take on the Tigers Saturday morning, 11 o'clock tip-off. That means the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show will start probably around 1.45 or so. Join us out of walk-ons. That's a fun place to watch the game. How about some uh, Bloody Marys Saturday morning? Watch the Razorbacks, have a little lunch, switch over from Bloody Marys, and have a good time. Watch the game and hang out with us for the postgame show. The Arkansas women play tonight. They have won two straight games, looking for their third in a row. They're home against Alabama and Auburn tonight and Sunday. Both Alabama and Auburn are below them in the SEC standing, so on paper, you think this is a good chance for Arkansas 
to go on a little winning streak, maybe make it four in a row and move on up the SEC standings. Coach Neighbors, I heard him talking yesterday, and he said he's not ready to call this a streak, even though they've won two in a row. (laughs) He's not calling it a streak yet. Maybe after winning tonight, if they can get that done, he'll call it a winning streak. Let's talk a little recruiting now. Richard Davenport joins us, the recruiting guy for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. R.D., how are you? Doing great, my man. Doing great. Okay. Enjoying, uh, enjoying life, uh, especially with the sun out. Our job gets a little easier after a Razorback victory. Does Does your job get a little easier after the Razorbacks have a little success? Believe me, I, I love it when Arkansas wins. You, you know, especially when uh, you know things aren't going as well as uh, people suspected. Uh, you know, football wise or basketball wise, it, it's uh, it's it's not much fun. Uh, Obviously, for the fans, and I understand that, but it's not much fun, uh, you know, uh, on this end either. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see it, and I'm happy for the, you know, obviously Coach Muss and the staff, the kids, and the, and the fan base. Now, Richard, they are in the middle of the season, but um, how has uh, recruiting been effect- effective for basketball to this point? Because when you see teams that have some lulls in the season, sometimes uh, you don't see those recruits showing up for those official visits or they may take other visits yeah yeah i mean that's a fair that's a fair question but uh you know the, the thing with uh, coach muss and the, and the staff uh since he's been at arkansas the success that they've had in two uh, elite eights and a, a sweet 16 uh the, most of the recruits understand uh, what they've done uh previously uh and this season they they probably just look at it like you know it's just one of those uh Years where things kind of uh, just don't uh, mash together, and and and, and I, I don't think it's it's really impacting them that much uh, right now. I really don't. Now, obviously, if if, if uh, they continue to finish, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a bad way this year and have a bad year next year, yeah, you, yeah, you could definitely see uh, some uh, you know recruits kind of being concerned. But I don't think that's the, the case right now. Just and another thing, they just recruit so. So well, when I say so well, they, they they're constantly in contact with kids, and and uh, you know you always see you know uh, you know tweets about uh, kids saying uh, Arkansas recruits me uh, as heavy or heavier than uh, most other schools, and and stuff like that goes a long ways uh, to you know in the recruiting process. This year, as of right now, it appears the the, the portal additions it didn't quite work out. It didn't mesh. Do you think that would change Musselman's philosophy at all about recruiting? Probably not, but at the same time, I think uh, I think with Coach Musk, what you what what you notice is he's always evaluating, always learning, uh, always uh, learning from other coaches. You know that's why he a lot of times he'll go and uh, especially maybe during the off season or what have you, and you see him. At uh, uh, football practices or basketball or, or, or uh, baseball practices or, or games, you know, uh, and, and just uh, you know, just talking to the uh, coaches in those sports and, and seeing if there's anything that else that they could learn uh, to, to improve the program. And and uh, I, I think I think uh, you know he may tweak it a little bit, but I, I think for the most part. I think the the portal is probably going to be the uh, the direction not only he goes, but uh, the vast majority of other programs go. Who are some of the players that are on the radar for basketball recruiting as they continue throughout the season? Well, I mean, uh, this Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, they had Parker uh, uh, Jefferson, a 6'10", four-star center from uh, Wachihatchee, Texas, uh, visit along with uh, J.J. Andrews. Isaiah uh, Sealy from uh, Springdale. Uh, Andrews, obviously, is from uh, Little Rock uh, Christian. Uh, top 20, top 25 prospect in the 2026 class. And Sealy's a, uh, a four-star also. So, uh, those, you know, obviously, they're, they're, they're done in the 24 class unless somebody comes up that I, I, I'm not aware of. And I, I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think going forward, they're going to be looking at the portal. But, uh uh, the 25 and 26 classes are, are the ones that they're really focused on. 
What do you think of Andrews? We went to his game last night against Hall and had some fantastic highlights from him. Only a sophomore. What do you think of the ceiling for this young man? High-character kid, long, uh, lengthy, uh, athletic. uh, Overall game is uh, very solid. Uh, You know, when you're a top 20, top 25 prospect in the country, and I'm going by the ESPN rankings, uh, you're pretty elite. And I think, uh, obviously, with his mom and his dad, his dad, obviously, Sean Andrews, former Arkansas offensive lineman, uh, you know, their their athletic uh, background and their knowledge of, of sports and how you have to be, you know, do certain things to be the best that you can be. I think this guy's going to be probably going up in the rankings uh, over the next couple of years. And Parker Jefferson, he has a connection to Arkansas. He lives in Texas, but has that connection to Arkansas. Um, how, how would you describe him as a player, four-star player, but is he your traditional big, or is he one of those that, that steps out and he can shoot some deep shots? He's, 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 a, he's, he's a traditional guy, but at the same time, he does have the capability of going out and hitting a three-pointer. I think he's uh, hitting like 32% from a three-point line right now uh, this season, uh, 54% from the two, uh, uh, his two-point shots. Uh, uh, so he, he's got a little bit of both, but uh, I, most most of his damage is, is more traditionally in the around the paint and in the paint. So uh, uh, and the guy has uh, about 10, 15 offers, and he did offer list Florida's one of the uh, one of the schools uh, recruiting him heavily, Iowa, and, uh, and numerous others. But uh, his his mom uh, played basketball for the University of Arkansas. His dad played football for the University of Arkansas. So uh, there's obviously strong ties there, and he's got family in Greenwood. Who is his dad? Mike Jefferson. He was an offensive lineman uh, for Arkansas back in uh, back in the nineties. Hmm. Back in the nineties. He lettered in, in 97. I remember him, uh, uh, you know, just following Arkansas then. But, uh, but I, he was like 6'6", 320 pounds, something like that. And obviously, he's got, uh, got, got, got that size from his dad, but it's not as, uh, as wide as his dad. Let's switch to football. Two big weekends, the last two weekends of hosting uh, guys, and I guess you got another big weekend this weekend. Well, this weekend it looks like they're going to do uh, virtual uh, virtual visits. Hmm. Uh, the last three weekends, they they obviously had kids on campus. The virtual visits will be kids that uh, maybe haven't been able to get to campus, and and this is a good way for them to kind of uh, you know connect with the kids, not only just uh, chilling the facilities, but also you know FaceTiming the kids and their parents, and and kind of letting them know you know what Arkansas has to offer uh, academically, uh, you know. Uh, athletically and uh, you know just building those relationships with the coaches but uh, uh, the past three weekends have been very very busy this uh, this past weekend uh, they probably had about 50 or 60 guys on campus the largest of the three junior days and it was, it was very successful based on the conversations that I had and, and let's face it most of the most of the time when kids visit schools they're always going to be impressed it all it usually comes down to the, the relationships with the coaching staffs and and that's that's what you got to do uh, as far as uh, the relationships you got to get these kids on campus multiple times to, to really be able to have a good chance of uh, landing looks like there's a focus where uh, most people saw Arkansas struggling last season with the offensive line and defensive line where some of these players they play both offense and defense Carius Kern and Danny Bill a couple of players from in state now, uh, if you look at those those two players, are they more likely for offensive line or defensive line? You know, that, that's a good question. I, I think uh, <laughs> I think Deke Adams and Eric Eric Mateos, both of them are going to be fighting it out for both of them if they are able to get them on campus. They're recruiting both of them as uh, as linemen, and then they'll figure that out later if they get on campus. So, uh, you know, Danny's a, a you know, good size, about six four, about six five, about three hundred ten, three hundred twenty pounds, and Kern is about uh, about the similar size. So both of those guys, uh, they're, they're they're what you're looking for. One in the twenty five class, and Bill being in the twenty six class. So uh, they 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 don't seem to have a 
a strong preference for either side of the ball, but uh, you know, you know, whatever, whatever gets them on 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 the field. Uh, I think uh, the quickest is probably what they'll prefer once they get to college. Richard Davenport joins us, WholeHogSports.com, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard, Arkansas's got their quarterback for 2025. What about 2026? Oh, man. Boy, are they throwing out some offers. That's, that's, uh, Coach Petrino's been very active in uh, extending offers, but uh, one of the guys that, uh, that he really likes, this is last weekend, Grant Smith, uh, uh, quarterback out of, out of the Texas, 6'3", about 205 pounds. Who he offered when he was at uh, Texas A&M, and they they they've they've been having a relationship for for about a year. And uh, you can tell it's it's the uh, you know a lot of times you talk about relationships, and uh, they're just kind of developing. This relationship's been going on for like I said for about a year, and it's it's very good. You can tell I'm talking to Grant that he's very excited about Arkansas, especially after visiting on Saturday, but. Uh, he just—it it just seems like that his his uh, connection of Coach Petrino and his respect for him is uh, probably a little little advanced for a guy that is only, you know, uh, as a sophomore. So uh, I think Arkansas is going to be in the running for him uh, long term. And then uh, just yesterday, uh, Coach Petrino uh, visited uh, Kane Archer at Greenwood. So uh, uh, that's that was big for. A lot of Arkansas fans that are obviously big uh, Kane Archer fans, so uh, there's definitely still looking at uh, Kane, even though he was offered by Coach Petrino when uh, when uh, Dan Ena, uh, well, no, it was actually before that. I think it was uh, when uh, Kendall Browse was the OC. So, uh, so uh, they're de- they're definitely definitely still interested in Kane. Where's Grant Smith from? Grant Smith's from Texas, Spring Spring, Texas. Okay, down by the Houston area. Richard, our zone, shoot, our out-of-bounds question of the day. Did Arkansas play well last night, or is Missouri that bad? I think they played well. I mean, Missouri's been very competitive for the most part during the season. I mean, obviously their record is not very good, but uh, uh, they've played teams uh, very, very well, and what they did, uh, in Columbia, being on the road, I think made it even more impressive. It, it really, the final score really isn't as uh, doesn't make the you know the game wasn't as, as close as uh, the final score indicated. So I was I was impressed with just the way they were able to to uh, you know play defense and, and the intensity, especially in the first half, was extremely high. And then obviously when you score what 56 points in the paint, if you score 56 points in a paint. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to win a game, win the game. So, uh, I think that's the ticket going forward because obviously the uh, the you know three point and uh, shooting and, and beyond that is uh, just has been kind of up and down. So, I, I I think they found the right recipe. Whether or not that they're able to be able to continue to do that uh, in SEC plays uh, remains to be seen. But I think it's very promising. Uh, to, to, to uh, see uh, Graham and uh, Mitchell both uh, play so well. Not only did they score 56 points in the paint, they also made 22 free throws. So you you add that up, the 56, po- 56 points in the paint and uh, 21 free throws, excuse me, 21 free throws. That's 77 points right there. 77 points will win you most games anyway. That, that's a pretty good combination when you can get in, in the paint and get to the free throw line. Absolutely, and and you know you know that all that's going to do is open up uh, three point opportunities on on down the road if they're able to continue to score so well in the paint. I mean, obviously you're not going to score 56 points in the paint every game, but if you can score in, in you know in the high 30s and in the 40s or something like that, uh, that's going to help the uh, you know open up the outside game even more. And, and they're going to have some times when they. they uh, Really light it up from uh, from three point and uh, from the f- three point line. So I, I think it's very promising and he, something that I, I think I, I'm kind of surprised that Arkansas wasn't able to uh, to do uh, earlier in the season. Any concern of how the second half unfolded, where Missouri, you know, like you said that the the game and the final score didn't really indicate how the game took shape. But Missouri did play a lot better in the second half, and 
there were points in, in the game where you thought Missouri, they could be coming back and uh, have a chance here, but Arkansas was able to hold on. Ford, I, I know what you're saying. I think for the most part, they, they did a good job of keeping it at uh, 13, 15, you know, point uh, uh, margin, and then, and then last minute or so that they, they were able to close it down to, 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 to where, you know, the final score was. But uh, I think overall they did a good job. You, you, even when you're, when you're on the road, that, that home team usually is going to make a run, and they obviously did that, uh, especially in the uh, 10, minute, 10 minutes and below. Uh, but uh, they really weren't able to close it uh, down to, you know, I, I guess a, a, a margin that could make you a little concerned until the last minute or so. R.D., thank you, sir. It was good having you on, and look forward to visiting with you every Thursday right here on Out of Bounds. Sounds good. See you guys. Thanks for having me. It's Richard Davenport, wholehogsports.com, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We'll take some phone calls when we come back, and I'll give you the path. I teased you with it. There is a path for Arkansas to make the NCAA tournament. Do I think they'll do it? Well, not right now, but my opinion could change. How could they make the NCAA tournament besides winning the SEC tournament? I'm not, I'm not teasing you like that. There is a way. We'll discuss that when we come back. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. Arkansas basketball went into Columbia and beat Missouri 91-84 last night thanks in part to a career night from Makai Mitchell who had 19 points and 14 rebounds off the bench. After the game, Coach Eric Musselman talked about his effort. I think he's practiced really hard. I think he's been very focused, especially the, the last you know 80 minutes of basketball. Um, he's had great practices. Uh, he's had really good pre-practices. He's had good post-practices. The last two games, he's, he's had a different renewed focus, which, you know, when he plays like that, he's as good as any center in the country the way that he's played the last two games. Arkansas will play again on Saturday when they travel to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Is your Oakland thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? Racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down. Zero APR for up to 84 months, plus save up to $300 on select equipment. Stop by River Valley Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com forward slash disclaimers for full disclaimer. Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from Hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by HJ Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at HJTrailerSales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get your weekend started with Friday extended happy hour drink specials. The downtown location has two floors of fun with karaoke in the bar and JJ Wilson, the DJ, playing an open format DJ set with something for everyone down in the basement. North Little Rock location gets karaoke party going 9 p.m. every Friday. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Two locations, downtown Little Rock and the new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Find us online, brewskiespubandgrub.com. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus. And dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off. 
with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. Tap time with Bryce Nall and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Woodrock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time Thursday from 7 till 8 on 103.7 The Buzz. Live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. Anything you want to wager on, it's available on Bet Saracen. You can get in game bets, prop bets, specials, double R props, all the sports that are available. College basketball, Little Rock takes on SIU Edwardsville and. SIU Edwardsville is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is 148 and a half. The Super Bowl has actually changed a bit with the line where the Niners are two and a half point favorite. Over under is 47 and a half. So you can still get in on that as that continues to go back and forth on Bet Saracen. Also, you can get in on combat sports, boxing, MMA, golf. All the sports are available on the Bet Saracen app. NBA tonight, the Lakers take on the Celtics. Celtics are a 14.5-point favorite, and the over-under is 240.5, something that is critical to know about this game. LeBron and AD both are out of the lineup, so Hmm. that uh, line continues to grow where the Celtics are a 14.5-point favorite. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. Westmore, Joe Franklin with you on Out of Bounds. Glad you're with us. Don't forget, you can watch us over on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're all over the place. Last night on the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show, one of our watchers over on YouTube asked, how can Arkansas get to the, will this help Arkansas get to the NCAA tournament? I said, well, no, this victory alone will not get you into the NCAA tournament. It's what a start. It, it, what it could be is a start. You know, it's a building block. It's something to, to, to build off of and take it to LSU and win that game and take it back home to Georgia, win that game, then beat Tennessee. That's going to be the key. I looked up the NET rankings before the show, and Arkansas's NET ranking absolutely stinks. It's at number 123 right now. They got a lot of work to do. If we look at the record, 2-6 and six in the SEC, we know Arkansas has a lot of work to do to dig out of that hole. So this is a very, very long odds path to the NCAA tournament, but there is a path, and here it is. With 10 SEC games left, Arkansas has five games against teams that have a net ranking of 82 or worse. They have to win those five games. They can't afford bad losses. Those games are against Georgia. They've got two against LSU, and they've got two against Vanderbilt. Or no, one against Vanderbilt, one more against Missouri. So Vanderbilt, Missouri, two against LSU, and the Georgia game at home. You've got to go 5-0 and in those games. Can't afford to lose those. Okay, so that gets you at now two and six. That'd be at seven and six. I think the magic number is ten wins in the SEC for this team. I think Arkansas needs to finish strong and get to ten and eight. That would mean you got to get three out of your last five against teams that have a net ranking of forty-six or better. That is Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee. Those are the five games you've got to win. Three of those games under this scenario. The problem is. And it's a good problem, but it's a difficult problem. The problem is four of those five are on the road. It's going to be difficult to win. If you win those games, those are in the net rankings. 
even better. You get even more credit for winning road games against high-ranked opponents. The Tennessee game, of course, is at Bud Walton Arena, but it's at Alabama, at Kentucky, at Mississippi State, at Texas A&M. you got to find a way to win three of those five games to get your net ranking up and get to 10 games, 10 wins in the SEC. So LSU next game, um, maybe we'll know a little bit more about the team because that is another road game. And if they are able to have a good showing, come away with a win, maybe we know a little bit more about this possible path that they could take to uh, turn the season around. You get a win there, then you go home and play a couple of games, which home games are still tough also. They've been a lot tougher this year. But if you see this team continue to play better in this next game against LSU, then uh, you'll know a little bit more about what they could possibly do. Let me reiterate. Do I think this is going to happen? Not right now. I don't. I don't see them winning uh, three of those five games. And, for a matter of fact, all five of those games I said they're a must-win. I mean, we haven't seen that out of this team so far. All last night was, as you said, Joe, it's a start. It's something to build off of. If you want to know if it's possible, yeah, I do. Th- I mean, if there's even a possibility, a route out there to it to happen, yes, there is a route. It's a long shot. But there you go. The season's not lost yet. Um, I tell you what, if you lose to LSU on the on the road on Saturday, then it's just, it's just like starting from scratch all over. Yeah, last night's game would be a wash. It's like the A&M game. Remember? You beat A&M, and then they come back and lay an egg. That was South Carolina next. Was that right, that Saturday? Yeah. Now, South Carolina has proven to be a pretty darn good team, and they were able to go and beat Kentucky and beat Tennessee. Maybe they're a little better than we thought. In fact, Savage had a question on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Wes and Joe, if you're betting, is South Carolina a Sweet 16 or a Final Four team this year? Please let me know on the air. I wouldn't go that far. I definitely wouldn't say Final Four. Could they be a Sweet 16 team? Yes. Yeah, they could be. I mean, you look at what they've done. I mean, they throttled Kentucky at home. They went on the road and beat Tennessee. Many people think Tennessee's the best team in the SEC. That is a tough place to go and win. South Carolina's playing really well right now. Yeah, For them, their fans, you're hoping we didn't peak in January, did we? You know, late January was the best we played basketball, whereas you're hoping your team peaks in March like we've seen from Coach Musselman and the Razorbacks in years past. But South Carolina is playing really well right now. And if they keep playing like they are right now and keep improving, yeah, I could see them being in the Sweet 16. And it's still a long season. Like we're talking about in Arkansas's case and trying to dig out of a hole, South Carolina is playing well, but they have so many games left in conference. And that's not even including the conference tournament. Because say they do continue to play well, that's going to be a bit of a barometer. Now, we know that things that happen in a tournament don't determine what happens next. And you can be bounced from the SEC tournament or any conference tournament early and go on and have success in the NCAA tournament. But it'll it'll be something to watch out for to see how they continue to play. The zone question of the day, did Arkansas play good last night or did they just beat a bad Missouri team? This from the 501 on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Uh, I'd say both. That's not an answer. That's not even an option. Uh, the Hogs are showing some flashes, but consistency isn't there yet. I thought they, well, they were consistent on offense last night. They played well. They they stuck to the game plan and attacked the rim. I mean, how it refreshing it was that they just kept attacking, kept attacking. Then you heard Musselman. We played it earlier. I have that up. I don't even remember which one it was. But Musselman said, at some points, here, let me play this again. I think this is it. Uh, I would say more than a point of emphasis, it was a mandate. You know, to score in what we call zone one. You know, if you settled for threes tonight, you probably were going to come out and not. That's it. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> he put it out there. A mandate. If you settle for threes, you're coming out. Arkansas took six three-pointers last night. They made four of six. And one of those threes came late. Menefield took a three late. It was kind of the dagger that where I was like, I think that was the moment where I was like, ooh, can Missouri make a little bit of a run here? Maybe it was like a 12-point game, and they were like on a 6-0 run. You could tell their fans were getting excited. The players were getting excited. And Menefield comes down right wing, kind of a fast break type situation, in transition, stop, pop, nails the three. And I was like, game over. That'll do it. They're not coming back from this. That just says that Coach Musk, they had a game plan, and it was 
it was about this matchup. It was matchup specific about not shooting threes. Now, is that something that they can do a lot more in, in every game? Sure it is because mm-hmm. they haven't been shooting the three well, but for this game specifically because they had that size advantage, they wanted to take, take uh, control of the game from that way on the inside. Let's take a phone call. Ryan's in Hot Springs. Ryan, welcome in to Out of Bounds. Uh, I want to agree with – hey, guys, I want to agree, agree with you completely because uh, the, uh, when you said uh, about your question, you said both. I mean, it, to me, chemistry-wise, that's the best this team has looked all year, at least at least in a while. Um, and that, that's going to be big going forward. Um, I, I, and where I'm at right now, I'm not as worried about uh, – I guess my concern, I guess, is just getting something together as a team, win what games you can, and get ready for the SEC tournament, and maybe put all your marbles in that. Cause that's maybe what it comes down to is just making making sure you don't start on Tuesday or Wednesday to give yourself a chance to uh, go all the way through the tournament and maybe win it. Because I think I, I think that's going to be our best chance to go to the tournament this year. Uh, that's my thoughts. I hope you'll, hope you'll have a great day and go Hogs. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, Joe, you made a great point on that yesterday where you said, look, you don't want to just be going limping into the SEC tournament and try to think you can just flip the switch and all of a sudden win four games in four days. You want to be playing well with a little confidence when you go to the SEC tournament. Yeah, it, it's always about that. And even the NCAA tournament, when when they're evaluating to see which teams are going to get in, what do they always look at? They look at maybe the last five games of the season, and then uh, they could possibly throw out what happens in the tournament for teams that are pretty much set to be in. And they're, uh, in the NCAA tournament, they throw out what happens in the conference tournament. But they look at how you play down the stretch in those last few games. Let's go to Tony in Little Rock. Tony, welcome down to Bounds. <coughs> Actually, it's Tommy. Tommy. Uh, I can't no read. Uh, no, I think the guy ain't taking it down. That's fine. Um, hey, I just want to uh, take up for the guy who, that you just read his email saying that that both is not an answer. Man, I, I think both is the answer. Um, and the reason I say that is that Missouri's not that good. Um, Arkansas's not that great either. But we don't get up on them by, on 20, by 21 uh, if we're not playing well and they're not that and then they're and they're not very good. I mean, see what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we, we we never get up on them by 21 if we're not playing well, no matter how bad they are. Well, Tommy, make so a choice, I mean, though. For, yeah. that, for that game specifically, did Arkansas play well or is Missouri that bad? If you have to make a choice, which one is it? I mean, 51% we played well. Okay, well, there it is. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. Arkansas played good. You're not getting what we're laying down. It's either or. Well, you're you're not. I don't think you're getting what I'm laying down. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not, not to be rude, to Tommy, but it is our not, question of the day. It's not an you know, It is. Uh, it's either or. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You can, you can. You can. It's your question. You're right. I mean, I'm I'm just a caller. I get it. But I'm just saying that, man. You know, it's it's a, it is a little bit of both. And you, you to disagree with that, I think, is just absolutely no. wrong. And making you know one or the other. Anyway, you guys have a good day. Enjoy your show, man. Thanks, Tommy. Look, if if we put did Arkansas, if we made it a true poll and put A, Arkansas played good, B, Missouri stinks, C, both, both would dominate. Both would dominate. I know the answer. I'm trying to tie you guys down and force you to make a pick. I'm making you think a little bit. I don't want you to give me the easy and obvious answer. We all say, yeah, I agree. It was a little bit of both, but. As Joe finally nailed him down, held him down, got it out of him, 51%, Arkansas played well. And and you can go back and forth on that. That was something that, at first thought, I you know, I was thinking, Missouri's bad. Missouri is bad, mm-hmm. and that's the answer. But just thinking back more on the game and, and kind of replaying some of the things that happened, Arkansas played good. And, and that's where you have to give the credit. And I think, too, you got to look back at Missouri, and they played so many close games and lost them all. They haven't been blown out like this. There was a reason why they got blown out. Arkansas had a good game plan, executed that game plan, and more importantly, stuck to the game plan. How many times you see a team get up on a big lead, and the game plan kind of goes out the window, and they start settling for threes, and everybody's trying to, you know, take that shot, get a little heat check, and you know, just start having fun. They executed the game plan offensively the entire game. 
Defensively, got a little sloppy in the second half. I think they let down on the defensive end a little bit. And at the end of the game, they had some careless turnovers, and that helped Missouri too. But I thought, for the most part, Arkansas offensively played much better. And that, that, once again, it's a start. It's something to build off of. We come back. Let's talk a little football. Switch gears for a minute. Got some uh, football talk, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. There have been some coaching hires, Uh and all the jobs in the NFL have been filled. As far as head coaches, uh, I wasn't. I don't know how I feel about that commander's move. We'll discuss that next. This is out of bounds. Need a new set of tires? Or maybe your car is making a noise that is waking the dead. Payday is still two weeks away, or maybe you're waiting on your tax refund. We've all been there. Your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot understands. That's why we offer several finance programs. Maybe your credit's not as spotless as you'd like it to be. Our understanding staff can help. All this and huge savings, too. Type, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. Foyd Seafood in Sherwood presents your Razor Hog update during Out of Bounds. The guys will give you daily updates from the Hill. Your Razor Hog update is brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Foyd's has king cakes for Mardi Gras and the big game. Reserve yours today. Available for a limited time only in three flavors. Food, fun, football, Floyd's. Calling all coaches. Summerwood Sports in Bryant. It's your go-to destination for basketball and volleyball tournaments, practices, and more. Conveniently located off Interstate 30, it's the premier sports complex in Central Arkansas. With up to four courts and two gyms, Summerwood Sports is perfect for training sessions, team practices, and even epic birthday parties. Check availability and learn more at SummerwoodSports.com. Elevate your game at Summerwood Sports. DJ Williams here with The Zone, wrapping up my first week as a new co-host alongside Christian Wizard and Justin Acri. We got Clint Sterner coming on with Chris Crane Hyundai. He's going to be talking about the matchup, Super Bowl that is, against the Chiefs and Niners. And Philip Martin will be in letting you know everything you need to know as you get ready for the weekend's entertainment lineup. It all starts at 10 a.m. The Zone, where sports and entertainment come crashing together. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today. Because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts HEAD to 200-300. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text HEAD to 200-300. That's HEAD to 200-300. Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse presents Match Game on Morning Mayhem. Listen for your chance to play their version of the classic TV game show. Brought to you by Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters for over 30 years. Call 501 501- 568-0040 today or click online at ArkansasTruck.com. What's better than getting something for free? Winning. Woo-hoo! And with the five-buck bundle from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you get the chance to do both. For five bucks, you get three tickets. A Powerball ticket with Power Play, a Mega Millions ticket, and a free Natural State Jackpot ticket. That's three ways to win. So ask for the five-buck bundle today. Bundle is eligible with Quick Fix only. Offer ends February 29th. Call 1-800-522-4700 for problem gambling helpline. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. RockandRollSushi.com There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at 
hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Washington Commanders have a new head coach, and they took him from the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Quinn. You know, I had heard, Joe, that Dan Quinn was going to be the Seattle Seahawks' new head coach. Uh, you know, and it was uh, Babe Offenberg that was with us on Monday. He thought that uh, Dan would be going to Seattle. When I saw yesterday the news that Seattle had hired a new coach and it wasn't Dan Quinn, I thought, okay, Cowboys get Dan Quinn for another year. Now, I knew that I'd seen a tweet that Dan Quinn was at the Senior Bowl, and he was supposed to be flying out, leaving, and going uh, to the D.C. area to interview with the Washington Commanders. But I was hopeful that he wouldn't go. It's a shame. You know, as a Cowboys I, I, Dan Quinn's done great things for that defense. The last game, you're going to remember the last game for a while and how bad the defense was against the Packers and uh, the questionable game plan against the Packers, why the Cowboys played so much zone when they've been predominantly a man-to-man defense all year long, and all of a sudden you change it up and play a lot of zone against Green Bay, a, a team that thrives in the zone. And, man, did they thrive in the zone against Dallas. So I would have loved to have heard an explanation from that and why Dan Quinn would want to do that and change things up. Uh, but he was he was great for Dallas. He changed the defense and helped build that defense and now he's going to be a head coach. Look, I'm happy for the guy. He he deserves another chance, another opportunity. I wish, though, I wish it wasn't inside the NFC East. I wish that Dallas didn't have to play him twice a year. What's interesting about this coaching cycle also is we always hear about offensive-minded coaches. Teams need to go get these offensive coordinators. These guys are really innovative. So with the last two openings with the Seahawks and Commanders, Ben Johnson, who's the Lions' offensive coordinator, and Bobby Slowick, who is uh, the Texans' offensive coordinator, both of them said that they were going to return to their teams. So the last two coaching hires we saw with the Commanders and Seahawks, they're defensive-minded coaches in Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald. Now with the cycle overall, eight of the coaches, five of those eight are defensive coaches. So it made this really interesting this time around where – you actually had more defensive-minded coaches that were hired. Now, with that, if you're going to hire a defensive-minded coach, the thought is you have to get a strong offensive coordinator and just let them control what happens with the offense. For the most part, that's what these guys are going to do. They're going to manage the roster, and they're going to let the offensive coaches handle the offense. It's always tricky when you hire a coordinator to be the head coach. A guy, You know, he deserves a chance because they're a good coordinators that turn out to be really good coaches, head coaches. But then we see it too, a guy that makes a name for himself by doing something specifically like coaching the defense. All of a sudden now, he's not coaching the defense, somebody else is. He's the head coach. There's a lot of other things to worry about besides just coaching the defense. He's got to coach the entire team. How does that translate? How you, you talk about him going out and getting an offensive coordinator. What about his defense? Who's going to run his defense? Some, Is he going to run the defense? Yeah, sometimes they, they do choose to do that. Like D'Amico Ryans, for example, as the Texans head coach, he still was the primary play caller for the defense. And it, it's a little bit different role to be in where you're talking about an offensive-minded coach that is play calling, but then for a defensive-minded coach that has his hands involved heavily in the defense, it's a little bit different where maybe they don't have to put as much into it. Brock Purdy still is in the news. Well, I don't know why people always are talking about poor Brock Purdy. What, what do you think of Brock Purdy? What, what, what kind of quarterback do you think Brock Purdy is? I think he's a good quarterback, and he deserves a lot more credit than people are willing to give him. And uh, it, it's because people are in love with the big names, the first-round picks, everything that is the flash about it. And as we know with Brock Purdy and his story, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick of the NFL draft. 
And sometimes people can't let that go to think you you see the results on the field and you see how someone plays, but you can't let that go in the fact that this guy isn't a first-rounder. I'm with you. I think he's a good quarterback. He's not great. Not yet. He might be. This is only his second year. He's been in the NFC Championship game and now the Super Bowl. Here's Cam Newton on Brock Purdy. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. What I did say is Brock Purdy is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts. But I still reserve the right to say this. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Man, look, I ain't recanting shit. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on his team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes. Is he been playing out of his mind? Yes. Is he a quarterback that's hot? Yes. But he's still the 10th best player on his team. Is there anything wrong with being the 10th best player on your team if you're a quarterback and you're loaded with talent like the 49ers? No, uh, as long as you are able to lead the team in the right direction. Because think about what they have in place there. They do have a lot of weapons, and that's always the key. You want to get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Sam Darnold, who is the backup with the Niners, he was one of those guys, a first-round pick. This offense looks a lot different with Sam Darnold on the field than it looks with Brock Purdy on the field. You know why they're able to have all that talent on the field surrounding him? Because of the fact that Brock Purdy isn't being paid a lot of money, and he is in his second year of a, of a rookie contract. Bingo. Uh, if the guy was making $40 million, kind of the going rate for a lot of quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, maybe even more, they couldn't afford to have all those great players surrounding him. That was the blueprint that was put out probably a little more than five years ago where that's what teams wanted to do have a young quarterback that you don't have a lot of money into and build around them and it worked for a time and then the other trend picked up where it's like you pick up a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady or Matt Stafford and you let those guys go win the Super Bowl for you I like Brock Purdy I don't know that he's a he may be top 10 top 12 type top 15 quarterback like I said give him some time he may end up being a top quarterback in the NFL when it's all said and done. Keep winning games. He'll move on up the list. Coming up next, Bill Ingram will join us. We'll get his thoughts on this new offense for the Razorbacks and what he's seeing. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, Arkansas. It's time for the big game, Sunday, February the 11th, with kickoff at 6.30 p.m. Sunday Funday drink specials start at 11 a.m. Best pub grub in the city, all-new Smashburger lineup, over 10 different wing sauces, and the fan favorite, skillet dips and nachos. Come watch on the legendary Brewskitron, plenty of TVs. Brewskies is where you want to be. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and Lake